Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio, show 119, the Practical Herbalist New Year's Resolution Show. This show is brought to you by Occupy Medical. Occupy Medical is a free street reach 501c3 free clinic. It takes place in Eugene, Oregon. We are always looking for donations and you can get your tax deductible contribution, uh, tax write-off for 2017, but just let us know on your donation that that's what you need. You can send it to our website and uh, there's an address there. It's occupy-medical.org. And Candace Hunter Creations. Candace Hunter Creations, connecting people with plants to make cre- or to create a healthy and ha- natural lifestyle. Check it out at CandaceHunter.com. And Hunter Creation, websites, e-commerce, and print design. Call them for your next graphic design project. And Ace High Heat Graphics, if you're looking for custom printed shirts or aprons or hats or whatever you need for your business, give them a check at AceHighHeatGraphics.com. And the Herbal Nerd Society. And the yet. Herbal Nerd Society. I'm yeah. not done That's a yet. great one. I got to get them in there. You got to get them in I there. I love our and, and the Herbal Nerd Society. And the Herbal Nerd Society. <laughs> yeah, we love that one because it's uh, we basically have it structured kind of like a monthly class for people. They get art- articles, and um, we've had special uh, Let's Talk series. Yes, for- I'm excited to get. We've launched the series, and people are loving it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's nice because it's a. Ex- People enjoy our podcast, and this is extra special content that only the Herbal Nerd Society folks can get. And that's for three months. That's fifteen, just fifteen bucks, fifteen dollars for less three than months. the cost of like a uh, Amazon Audible account. Well, it's a it's a pretty cheap way of getting a class on herbs. That's for sure. Oh, it sure <laughs> and you is. Can check, you know, it's listed there. You can get all of our podcasts on it as well, and go all the way back. Whereas um, people that aren't members and they have only a certain amount archived for their for their enjoyment. For their very much listening pleasure. For their yes. listening pleasure, yep. But uh, you, people notice, and we get a lot of comments about, well, we saw this article, but we can't get to it. And like, well, okay. Become an herbal Become nerd. Become an herbal nerd, yep. Yep, and then we'll enjoy your presence there. And there's a lot of new exciting things that we have planned in the future. Too yes, that's it. part of the rest of the show. So. Yep. Oh, yeah, I mean, honestly, <laughs> it does two things. One, you as an Herbal Nerd Society member get a lot of really great information. And two, it allows us to be able to do this, which gives you the information. It's totally symbiotic. Totally. So for yeah. 20 cents a day, two dimes, you can become an Herbal Nerd Society member. That's right. Not a lot of money. Nope. Nope. We try not to a, keep these. Not a lot of dinero. You can't even get yeah. a cup of coffee. You can't. Right? You know, even, even right? if you go Have you to, been to Starbucks lately? Oh, my God. Okay. Well, yeah. Any any <laughs> any gourmet coffee, two bucks. At least. Yeah. Just, I mean, just the drip, house blend, Little, two bucks. Right. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Your cheap coffee is now two bucks. And our job is to invigorate the mind, soul, and the body. Yes. With herbal nerdery. Herbal, herbal nerdery. nerdery. We're gonna ah, we're ah, gonna nerdify. Ah. Yes. All uh, herbal nerdery. That doesn't really roll off the tongue yet. We'll work on that. It does. We have to write that down. Herbal <laughs> nerdery. Herbal nerdery. So well with that said. It's time for the show. Now, here are your hosts, Candace Hunter and Sue Sierra Lupe. I'm Candace Hunter. And I'm Sue Sierra Lupe. And, and welcome, welcome to Real Herbalism, Herbalism Radio. Radio. My goodness, we did that pretty good. We just, that just rolled off the tongue. That one did. That, that one, one did. did. That one did. Yeah, the herbal nerdery. You're still a little. <laughs> you guys aren't liking that. I, I just, keep trying. I like it. I like it, but there need, needs to be some, some other spice in there. Some other spice. I don't know in if we're there. cool enough to make trying. our own words. Probably not yet. You have to be cool enough. Yeah. yeah. Are we cool enough, guys? If no. we are, just, you know. I'm not sure if coolness develops as you age. I think it's like has the opposite effect. Until you hit a certain point and then elders get cooler and cooler, right? We just don't care. I mean, look at Glenn Close. Close. For God's sake. The woman's got to be like cool. 85. Yeah. Oh, my but God. she's so cool. You're going to. Why? Why would you? She is, why? Why are you going to go I say no. 90? I have no idea how old <laughs> she is, but she's really awesome. She's not 85. 85. 
But she's been around awesome. since I was like, she was old when I was a little kid. No, well, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I'm trying to make those cards and letters for other things. I'm trying to make people believe I'm much younger yes. than I am. Address, oh, yeah. Come on, guys. Address all hate mail to <laughs> Candace at... <laughs> I love Glenn Close. She is awesome oh, actress. I'm sure. Keep digging yourself out of hole. So let's talk about the herbal <laughs> year in review here. I resolved to only make a couple people mad this year. <laughs> really? I think you failed. <laughs> I've already All failed. Right. You know what my resolution is? What? 2019. I, my resolution for just my basic life is to not have to buy a new pair of sunglasses this year. That would be amazing. It you would usually buy like five pairs in any least. given month in the summer. Come spin in <laughs> here in, in the Northwest. Yeah. It's gray it's... all summer and people put their sunglasses in a safe place. I mean, gray all winter. Well, winter. Gray all winter, gray yeah. Winter. yeah. And then yeah. come spring, then everybody's blinking and going, oh, yeah. oh it burns. And they go to try to find their sunglasses and they can't find yeah. it. I will not buy another pair of sunglasses in 2018. There's probably I'm, a hidden cache somewhere, like a squirrel cache. That's full of stray socks. And the, yeah. you know how you can always find Tupperware lids, but not the Tupperware itself. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. That and then the sunglasses. And the sunglasses. It's all there. Yeah. And the missing socks. And the missing socks. The yeah. Widowed socks. The unpaired socks. Nice. The widows. Yes. The orphans. singletons. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like box trolls that take that stuff or something. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Fairs. Well, that's a good one. Yeah. So one. that's my, <laughs> but I have other, uh, other resolutions. Last year I had resolved verbally that I was going to learn more about the lymph system, the lymphatic system, which I did. You did. I did learn quite a bit more about that. And of course, what I find out every year when I learn something, I just find out I need to learn more. Yeah. So naturally I do need to learn more. And I think that um, I'm going to find out more about licorice this year. I've, that would be a nice one. I was really excited about licorice when I first started in herbalism. And then about, I don't know, 20, 15, 20 years ago. No, I guess it was about 20 years ago. I went, ooh, I think I'm overusing this herb. <laughs> and uh, that's because of its influence on uh, blood pressure. Right. But I was overestimating its influence on blood pressure. Mm-hmm. And underestimating its influence on other parts of the body. So I'm going to learn more about that so that I can be a better herbalist in putting it into formulas. It's used in a lot of traditional Chinese formulas. Mm -hmm. And it's used as like just a tiny ingredient essentially to make the formula taste better and because it helps harmonize all the other herbs you use. So from a Chinese medicine perspective, you could put it into everything, just a really tiny amount. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Thomsonians, I think they were called, did cayenne and everything. Right. But they used a really tiny amount. So you didn't like burn your mouth off. Mm-hmm. Unlike my hot sauce. Right. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Which is a uh, fire in the hole. Yes. I decided that rather than adding cayenne to everything to activate it, I should do licorice because I have a tendency to be too heavy handed with cayenne and probably no one would take my formulas. Right. So I was like, you know, that's probably an all or nothing situation. For myself, I do actually put cayenne. In some things, like my mm-hmm. allergy formula. Yes, it works great for that. Yeah. It's really great for pain control and for yeah. tearing the tearing your sinuses out there, letting that helping with infection as well as helping with sinus drainage. Yeah. So I think licorice, that's going to be a fun licorice one for you this year. So I, I'm committed to doing that. I need to know more about it. And I've noticed there's more research on it since I had, I wouldn't say abandoned it, but used it less. So licorice is my... Yeah. my deal yeah, and you cool. had for essential last year oils. essential oils essential oils and i did really good through the beginning half of the year but we chose herbs of the month <laughs> that were not necessarily very friendly with the essential oil yep. industry yeah <laughs> so, yep. so ginger I, I think was our only exception we had a couple oh, we lavender. did yarrow lavender. we did lavender we had ginger yeah, um, there might have been another one. I forgot to relook it up, but we had we had a nice selection, mm-hmm. and I did a few articles that were some you know, independent research that weren't necessarily associated with herbs of the month. Um, but this year, I think I want to continue with more working with essential oils a little bit more. I've been noticing they're in the news a lot, and there's yes, been for a variety of reasons. Yeah, there's been like 
I hear people yelling, oh, my God, you can't ever let any undiluted essential oil touch any bare skin. Oh, my God. Really? And then I hear people saying exactly the opposite. Well, you can use anyone undiluted. I Stick mean, it in your eye. Yeah, yeah exactly. Thing, sure. It seems like essential oils, I think probably thanks to the large, the couple of large network marketing companies mm-hmm. and how they're teaching or not teaching their people. Right. wisely on how to sell i think we are seeing a problem with essential oils starting to crop up with people using them in incorrectly and unsafely mm-hmm. and not realizing they're doing that because they're whatever company right. essential oil company rep told them to try it this way or, so people are becoming reactive yes which is unhealthy yeah. they're saying well you can't use anything or you yeah. have to use it all the time which both of them are silly right yeah and, you know Exactly. So yeah, I want to try more. being smart with it instead. Yeah, I want to. I want to work with that some more throughout this next year. That's mm-hmm. one of my personal favorite types of herbal oils is essential oils. Yeah, but they have to be used properly. Yeah, and they have to be good. Good product instead of yes. like toxic stuff with a scent in it. Yeah, which we have seen in the past as well. So yes, essential oils. You're still on board with essential oils. Good. Yep. yep. Good. We'll try to we'll try to make this herbal nerd society cater a little more to your. <laughs> but uh, mm. not this month. Not this, this month. This month, January, and herbal nerd. It is elderberry. Yes, which is actually a really tasty, it, lovely. I'm, and I'm very it's happy. Flu season. Yeah. So I'm really glad we're doing it because. Flu season here in the state of Oregon is hitting us really hard. 37 I know. states. Yeah, I was going to say, Patrick, you can attest to that. Yeah. I've been fighting it off for a week, and it hasn't broken through just yet. But yeah. It's getting close. Yeah. I'm going to have to really get you to take the elderberry. I have been ignoring and letting you kind of do your own thing, and I don't think it's working. Well, it was working. <laughs> But then it didn't work. But it stopped. Yeah. Well, and, and there's, you know, I think what, there's also a lot of information that just a listening audience, I don't know what your levels are out there about information for flus and colds. And there's um, sinusitis, there's rhinitis, there's norovirus, there's influenza. There's a variety of different things. And I've heard a lot of people say, I have the flu when they have the stomach bug, which is stomach bug is just a norovirus. We don't have a vaccine for the norovirus. We do have a vaccine for flu. We don't have a vaccine for colds. Most of the time you see people when they have a cold, they're just, they just, they may have a sinus infection. Um, yeah. They might just have the, or if it lingers too long, it can turn itself into one. Especially right. some people are just prone to that. Yeah. And, and the subsequent infections that people can get, yeah. if you get the flu, then like the elderly or, um, yeah whatever, whatever their, their, their situation is, it can turn into bronchitis or mm-hmm. if you combine that with COPD or if you have a, um, some other kind of immune compromising situation, then it can turn into pneumonia Yeah, and that turn that becomes a real problem. And elderberry can be helpful in preventing all of that. It can also be helpful yeah. in getting you through all of that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. Both of them. Uh, the Tamiflu is normally what um, the allopathic folks will give you a prescription for if you come in for the flu. And there's a, a new research out about that, that it is not as effective as we would like for the flu. Um, more for some of the, even though it's a antiviral, it helps people's immune system. So they are better set up to fight off uh, bacterial infection. And I'll, I can put a link to that on our, on our show notes. But uh, for the vaccine, this year, there's been a big flurry about it because um, initially there is information because it's a there's four strains of the flu that the current vaccine guards against, and we base our uh, information on what what the CDC, what the Americans, we're Americans here, so we're talking about that. We look at what the, for instance, two thousand summer of 2017, which is the um, winter of 2017 for Australia, what flus they got. And then speculate from that. That's probably what we're going to be getting. So we look to Australia and say, what'd you guys get sick with? What'd you do? Okay. What'd you do? We'll we'll probably end up with that. Thanks. Thanks for the info. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the best (laughs) data that we have. It multiplies so fast. And initially when, when we first started using it, then it was like only 10%. But now the data in America, you know, it's a different program it's a different petri dish basically mm-hmm. so it's um safeguarding us quite a bit different 
And as always, we here at the Practical Globalists have advocated for a variety of different techniques used in conjunction with each other. Getting a good night's sleep is not the only tool to help you guard against the flu. Getting a vaccine is not the only tool to guard against the flu. Using elderberry is not the only tool. You need to use them all together. So that's that has always been the kind of thing that we have advocated for. Uh, you, you don't need a hammer for every situation. You don't need a screwdriver for every situation. You need a, a variety of different things. So please use them together, folks. Please, please be smart. Oh, yeah, that's been our deal. Elderberry. Elderberry. We're, we're eating that one up. So let's bring it back around to this year's New Year's resolutions, because that was quite the segue. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was. But it, yeah. Well, you can find out more it's about that. Sue's passionate about the flu. Yeah, because I've been, yeah, it's just been the bane of my existence for a while at clinic. But you can find out more about that as a Herbal Nerd Society member. We have quite a bit more of that coming up. Yes, we will. Patrick, do you have any resolutions that you recall from last year that you made good on? You resolved no. to lose weight. That was your big one. Yeah, but that's personal. Yeah, but it, you used herbal methods, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> and that you tried to shape your diet better. Well, yeah, yeah but I, I wouldn't mean, say that would be like, you know, when you say herbal, like it's a whole supplement idea. Probably. It's not supplements. No, it's, but... But you tried to go did for you more vegetables. I didn't click on one of those ads on the website that show the picture of the fat man to the skinny man. No, we oh, did not. I did not, did not do I that. did not do that. Okay. No, but you No, made... I, 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 I steadily um, supplanted or supplemented my diet with um, Juice Plus. That was a big thing that yeah. I changed. Make sure I had that every day. And then a lot you more exercise. Shreds. What's that? You did the shreds. Yeah, mm -hmm. I I did the every couple months shreds, uh, shred shred It's like tens. a fasting. Yeah, just it's like not, a mini fast. Yeah, you're not mm -hmm. cutting food, but as much as you're cutting sugar, alcohol, caffeine, gluten, dairy, um, those types of things to mm -hmm. reset your system a little bit, and that seemed to help. I did get I did break the 300 barrier for me, um, which is last awesome. Year. I didn't stay there. Mm -hmm. I just broke it. Got to touch it. Got to touch it a little bit. And then, it's like one foot down on the moon. Right. And I was Icarus. I, too, I flew too close to the sun, burned my wings, and I gained more weight again towards the end of the year. So um, I reached my goal. Meat. It was the herbal mead. But I didn't But I didn't do it. Didn't didn't keep it off. So mm -hmm. I'm still working with that. The holiday season's a bear. It is. Yeah. Too much sizer. Sizer. Too much yeah. beer. What's sizer? <laughs> sizer is apple mead. And we oh, had some yeah. at, at the Yule, at the solstice dinner, I believe. That solstice celebration mm -hmm. we had probably some. had some. Yeah. I, I think I didn't have any of that this time. Are you saying you never made it to the end of the table? There were a few things that didn't make it to our end of the table. It might not. I'm on the other end. I had no control over passing. <laughs> we yeah. had a lovely basmati rice there. It was very aromatic. By the time it got to us, it was cold because it was like the second half of dinner. Uh -huh. <laughs> so not as aromatic. So, but it was filled with good herbs. It had cloves and it had cardamom and cinnamon in it, which mm -hmm. are all like if you're just pumpkin making, spice. Yeah, if you're making your any any white rice, you can. I mean, we do it with basmati, but you could do it with any white rice. Throw mm -hmm. those in; they're nice, carminative, help you digest better. So, if you're having your like your rice and beans, you throw mm -hmm. those into your white rice. Like how much cooking? I did three cloves, two cardamom pods, and one cinnamon stick. In like a cup in or your two, rice two, two cups. Two cups. In the rice cooker. Two yeah. cups two of cups rice. rice. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. I like it best with basmati, but I've done it with like jasmine rice, and I've done it, I think I've done it with the Cal Rose California sushi rice. rice. Yeah. And it works pretty well. And okay. it would work, it'd probably work well with the brown rices too. I've never done it with those. Yeah, that's what I like using. So cloves, cardamom. Yeah. And um, cloves, cardamom, cinnamon. and cinnamon stick. Yep. Mm. So it adds just a little bit of that carminative action. Mm -hmm. It's enough that assuming you're not, you know, in a state where your body is in not doing well, like if you're generally healthy and your digestion generally moves well, mm -hmm. it's just enough to remind your body to move right. things along. If not enough, tastes it. fun. Tastes works, lovely. Works, works really well with the uh, rest of the meal that we had. We had a curry. Mm -hmm. and Yeah, that was a really good curry. And you and you the were the person that brought that horseradish <laughs> yep. to the table. Yep. We pulled the horseradish. I went out that day less than an hour before dinner, dug up some horseradish ripped from my garden, 
and then came in and we blendered it. And <laughs> it was so good. We she is so mean to us. So the was idea was to put so it on that, that meat y'all had. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was a brown meat. What was it? It was a it was oh, a roast. It was a, a roast. Okay, let's roast. vegetarian talking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they had brown meat. They, that's what I got. Uh, but it, the idea was to cut down the fat. Yeah. And when um, the gentleman next to me uh, gave a little taste of it, of the horseradish thing, he was blinded for a moment yes, and so reached funny. out and just like grabbed my arm for support it <laughs> was hilarious tears pouring out of his eyes oh he's gasping <laughs> the, best, my blood pressure. the best part about freshly ground horseradish is that it has like these pockets so you'll be having it and you'll have you know maybe a teaspoon of it you have several bites and mm-hmm. it's hot but not horrible uh-huh. And then you'll hit that one piece that just is so intense. That's right. exactly what it does. And he had he had been commenting just before that on how the horseradish really wasn't bad at all. Uh-huh. And I mean, when Patrick and I were grinding it in the in the blender, we were both like, "Okay, you do it now. Oh, walk away." <laughs> we're taking turns. It was so. I mean, it was like sinus clearing. And and although you needed oh. a gas a gas mask for that, you thought, "I'm gonna serve this to my guests. I'm serve this to the guests. I'm gonna, gonna give that to unsuspecting people. That's oh. how I'm gonna set handle that." <laughs> so Merry we, Christmas, one <laughs> and all, surviving members. So it was pretty funny. He commented on how it was not that bad, and and then the next bite. Yeah, got him. Yeah. And I had already had that experience twice mm-hmm. of the many. I mean, I probably ate a tablespoon of that stuff throughout yeah. the meal because I really love it. But I had already had that experience a couple times, so I knew it could come. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it was hilarious. The timing was so great. <laughs> well, the funny, the cool part with that is you also, we blended it with fire cider. Yes, I had oh, fire yeah. cider vinegar. Because the horseradish really wasn't powerful enough no i had to have more yeah but no that, that made a really good one um because we we didn't get to the store to, to get it so that was yeah. a nice way to use that and you know because I, I always like it with with roasted meat like that because it just helps i don't know if it helps mm-hmm. with digestion or it does or, or actually. what but it's, it's yeah. a really uh great herb mm-hmm. to have with a very heavy meal like that mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was just great i mean i mean sure it was hard to grind it. I right. had, oh, yeah. had a lot Other of tears. Other than the temporary and, blinding, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if you if 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 our listeners out there have ever eaten sushi and they've decided to take just a little bit too much wasabi, and they get that wasabi experience, experience, mm-hmm. that's what this horseradish was at that level. That's where it started. Yeah, that's where it began. That's where it began, and it went from there. Yeah. So it was so good. So yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah, if you guys are planning to dig up some horseradish and you want to make a simple preparation for use straight away because you want to burn the sinuses off of anyone who's having it mm-hmm. or for use over the next few days, you can blender it with a little bit of uh, cider vinegar or mm-hmm. any other vinegar. I used um, the fire cider vinegar, mm-hmm. which I think was the, when I made it, it was the same one that's the fire, the fire salamander. salamander. Yeah. With the rose hips in it. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's really tasty. It's a nice, tasty blend for that. Cool. So it can be used both as a delicious culinary tool and as a fine revenge tactic. Yes. <laughs> it's two it's beautiful. taste treats in one. It's beautiful. Beautiful. So do we want to talk about herbs in the um, end of 2012? There were some or crazy 11? things that happened. Oh, wait, no, wait, wait. Do we want to save that for a little bit well, later? Well, I mean, we're... Which, well, do we have resolutions? Because this is the New Year's resolution oh, oh, show. Yeah. yeah, I resolved to do more essential oil articles and study. Mm-hmm. Didn't you do that last year? I'm planning to continue gonna, that resolution. Kind of keep doing it. Yeah, it's a lifelong pursuit. Lame. Learning is forever. It is not lame. Lame. Oh, and what was yours, Patrick? I yeah, don't have one yet. Oh, oh now <laughs> that, that it was actually lame. Yeah, no, I think no, no, what I, was it? I'm, Oh, are you making an L on your forehead? I no, I have one. I I I, I in an effort to make more unique brew brewing beers. I I I will effort to increase my amount of herbal um, ingredients in them. Mm, Okay, because it's it's fun to get back to a 
traditional way of, of brewing and, and getting some interesting flavors. Some of our best beers in the 20 plus years that we've been brewing were herbal beers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it'd be nice to get in back into some of that. So that'd be my New Year's resolution. Is this year when I'm brewing beer, dad, more herbs. I'm okay. down with that. That are not hops. They're not just I'm hops. Right. That. Right. Good. Good. So, yeah. I'd like, I like that. that. Mm. That'd be fun. Horseradish porter coming your way. <laughs> I think wow. that would be an unwise choice. <laughs> the thing is, is that the, the worst part of like of experimenting with anything with beer is if you mess up. That's a lot. Oh, you got up. five gallons of crud that you got to throw away. Five gallons it, of, and it and it took you two weeks to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's <laughs> painful. Five gallons, you don't throw it away, but you cook with no, it. No, or... you throw it away. No. If it sucks, no one's ever going to drink it. And it, you just throw it away. Okay. You're hurting, you're hurting Candace. She's yeah, just that's painful. Wounded. I can't believe you would say such a Because five, okay, five <laughs> gallons of cooking beer is uh, a lot of beer for cooking. I beer love bread. beer cheese soup and beer cheese bread. Okay. You better you never make them. <laughs> you never make them. Well, I've never had a brew that bad that was like uncomfortable. Yes, we have. Well, okay, but that was 20 years ago. No. We had a sage stout recently that was oh, really, really bad. That was your sour sage stout? Oh, oh no. well, and, and remember. It was actually. And it wasn't sage. supposed to be sour. He and his apprentice, <laughs> he and his apprentice managed to improperly harvest yeast. Right. And it didn't work out for them. Right. <laughs> so. Well, that is that is another part of, you know, learn more about licorice for Sue, but also I'm going to bring on an apprentice intern something. I'm gonna, be a good one. I'm gonna move this on. That's what I'm gonna yeah. do. I'm gonna move oh, yeah? this on. Yep. All so right. you're gonna teach someone? Yes. <sighs> do you have someone in mind? No. Oh, okay. Well, I would. If you're I just feel for the. I I feel pity for the person that would want to work with me. Yeah. For one thing. So your resolution is to put together a program, essentially, and I'll have a to really, develop enough social which might, skills. Which might be to, like somebody just says, "I'm willing to be your guinea pig." And we all put together a program for Mostly you. Mostly what it. it's going to be is them <laughs> saying, so do, what do I get to do now? That's what Rather I was Rather than thinking, me yeah. doing the whole thing. And yeah. Yep. That's what that's going to be. Yeah. I am really terrible about sharing the workload. I'm terrible yeah. about it. Well, you don't like to delegate? I've noticed that actually. You I've don't noticed that when we do herbal projects together. I'll do it. I'll You're do right it. in I'll there. I'll do it. You're all yeah. right in there. I'm just excited <laughs> about it. <laughs> I just figure, you know, someone else wants to do this. Just regret it. Yeah, well, definitely herbal apprenticeship and working with students is on my list, but that's been on my list for last year, yeah. too. So. Yeah, but I feel like at the age training. that I am at and the mm-hmm. decades that I've been doing this, it's it would be irresponsible to die with that knowledge. You have the opportunity to apprentice people through Occupy Medical too. Yeah, I do. So you have a lot of... And that kind of is what's inspired it. Yeah. We've had a couple of new apprentices come on board and they're they're learning, but I know that there's a lot more that they need to learn in order to responsibly work with the population that we serve. And I know, I see how fast herbal world is changing yeah. and rather than sit around and complain about it. I mean, this podcast and our website is one of the ways that, and the herbal nerds say is one of the ways that we are trying to change that environment ourselves. Yeah. You know, the three of us, because we see, we have deep concerns about some of the lack of information that people have about herbs, health and right. natural living, but it, it's not, it's not enough. Right. Yeah. Well, and people need hands-on. I mean, they do. Mostly the students that I tend to work with are the ones who are like, maybe they've read a lot about herbs. They might have even taken some webinars, but they're having a really hard time actually applying it to real life yep. themselves in their families. Yeah. You know. So yeah, and you got to do it. Yeah. You just got to do it. You got to do it. And sometimes just getting together with someone who is doing it helps. Yep. I mean, that just that helps you break through. Yep. Yeah. Oh. I'm going to do that. That's what I'm going to do. All right. That looks like the real one. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we, we have talked a lot about resolutions now. Mm-hmm. And we've talked a lot about what we did in 2017. What did the herbal world do in 2017? Oh, there was there was some uh, glorious things. But we're I think we're going to f- focus on a couple of things that caused us grave concern. Yes. And two of them are big, hot topics 
uh, for uh, having to do with pain control. And mm-hmm. then the other one, which anything to do with pain control is always going to be a hot topic. Um, and the other one is a been a hot topic for a long time. And it was a, a wonderful herb used really, really poorly. Let's start with that one. Cause I think that was the first one to pop up this year. Yeah. So that one was, uh, uh, we have an article, we have all of these articles mentioned on our website in the show notes. If you go to our website and just click on the, the, uh, link yep. and you'll see down at the bottom, all of these wonderful notes that I personally put a lot of work in so you better read them. All right. That's. <laughs> that's... Sue loves inserting links. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Hunter Creation is a full service graphic design studio. They offer design for print like business cards, brochures, and large format banners. They also offer design for web specializing in self-hosted WordPress sites, e-commerce, and single splash pages. To top it all off, they can get just about anything printed for you at amazing prices, whether or not they do the design work. Visit their site at huntercreation.com for more information. Okay, the first one is naturopathic doctor looks bad after a woman dies from turmeric injection. Mm-hmm. And that 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 whole way that that was reported, there were so many things wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Man, yep. first of all, it wasn't actually turmeric. It was... A constituent of turmeric. Yeah. A derivative. So this article was from Forbes magazine. There was a lot of articles about it, but March 27th of last year, 2017. And it's actually a little tricky for us to kind of get some of the information about it. Mm -hmm. Um, It took about six months before the real details actually came out, right? Yeah. And when we first read about it, we were deeply concerned because the thought of sticking turmeric in someone via an IV that's horrifying. Was seems wrong. Yeah, as you pointed out, why are they bypassing the digestive system? Yeah, and uh, I mean, I, I I wondered did they did they know if that was an allergen for the person or not? I can understand why the doctor wouldn't necessarily ask about that because it's a very unusual allergen, and it right. it yeah. turned out it was something that the patient was allergic to. Right, but I've just I have no experience personally with using an herb. And bypassing digestion and intravenously using it that way, that's that's way, mm-hmm. way out of my expertise level. Yeah, as far as for my, you know, experience, you're, you're best off allowing the filters your body has already naturally developed to work before mm-hmm. you put things in your blood system. So if you put it on topically, yes, it will get into your blood system, but it'll be filtered through but your through skin. Other, yeah, it'll go through yeah. lymphatic. It'll get, you know. Yeah, they, I think it's called augmentary system. Yeah. It's filtered through that. If you take it in through digestion, it's filtered through your digestive system. Mm-hmm. If you breathe it in, yes, it will get into your blood system, but it'll be filtered through your lungs. All these systems are designed to ensure that only that which is safe for you to yep potentially have in your blood is flowing in it. And if you are so sick that you need to have something intravenous, then that you're dealing with, that's when uh, a single constituent would be helpful Yes, because your blood is not designed to break stuff apart like that. Right. And that's part of what was wrong with that first article because they're claiming it's turmeric, but it wasn't. It was cucurmin, which is a single constituent. Yeah. So it's already a pharmaceutical. It's well, and, and a pharmaceutical IV wise, but to yeah. not do a test to find out if that person is going to be reactive to it, that's bad medicine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a problem with the medicine. I had a problem with the way the medicine was reported to. And yeah. that's one of the things I find personally most concerning about the herbal industry is that we're seeing crazy articles coming out that, mm. and if you're not, going to take the time to really investigate carefully how are you going to know does that mean turmeric suddenly is not safe i mean that was kind of the takeaway for everybody who saw those saw those headlines mm-hmm. I mean, well there's a that's not that's not cool there's a reason know? why we have medical reporters people that yeah. have a background you know if you listen to npr you know there's somebody's job god bless her for doing this whose job is just to report on the supreme court that's right. all she does because that's her layer of expertise she has yes. a background in that and yeah. We are now at the stage where we need people that are we need versed on, on botanicals. Yeah. yeah, we need herbalists who and are reporting interested it and in have reporting. a background in it. Yeah. And eventually, you know, reporting to 
that they're going to be called up to report politically as well. Yeah. Because there's a lot of information. Like we'll get into the next two oh, articles yeah. on Kratom and on cannabis. Yeah. That people are making big decisions without having that botanical background. Right. So yeah. it was. It. I'm very sorry. If I, my heart goes out to the family of oh, yeah. those that she was lost, and oh, I'm yeah. and I'm it's sorry horrible. that that doctor again. I want to point out <clears throat> that there are some states that have different regulations around their naturopathic physicians than we do here in Oregon. We're a little, we're a little pampered here in Oregon. Yeah, there's certain are. things that different doctors can do. Um, I I don't know of that protocol. I'm unfamiliar yeah. with it, so I cannot speak to it. I do have connection with a a variety of indies here in Oregon, and um, having spoken to them about that that particular process, they they were pretty much just putting up their hands like I, I, that's not a choice I would have made. They were somewhat horrified as well. Yeah, there's yeah. A, and they pointed out there's a lot more to that situation than they mm-hmm. know about that they assume is being reserved because the the case is going to court. Right. So yeah, I imagine the that ignorance factor on all of our parts is very yeah, high. I imagine we'll see more. Yep. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, my biggest problem with it to some extent was the way it was reported, because even given the facts they had with the very first article, mm-hmm. if they had actually done their facts checks, they should never have put turmeric in that headline. Mm-hmm. Unless, unless it was turmeric derivative or something like that. Well, but I, that might have just been the information very, they were given. We don't it was, know. It was misleading. It was yeah, just it was misleading. Re- really misleading. And people made these uh, inferences say, well, see, Indies aren't real doctors. See, there's that's your also proof. Like hurtful to that profession. It's hurtful. And it is a bad assumption. Yeah. You know, if a, if a limb of a tree falls, you can't say, well, see, trees are bad. Right. Trees are evil. <laughs> see, there's my proof right there. Right there. You know, that's just, that's. Well, ridiculous that's assumption. Also, making the assumption that all doctors are equal. Yeah, that there's yeah. not a bad doctor out there. That's yeah, not right. the case. Yeah, it's not a. It's not all mechanics are great either. Yeah, there's right. bad mechanics. It's the reason yeah. why it's called a medical practice. You're supposed to keep practicing because you're supposed to be practicing. <laughs> yeah, and everybody's practicing at a different level. Yeah, because we've got different layers of experience. Yeah, and honestly, we we still don't know if maybe she had the patient had gotten an infection. Yeah, we don't. Maybe it's a hygiene-related product. There's so much we just don't know. Right. So yeah. I, I hope that it is resolved and that. Well, it, and if I remember right, on the secondary article, didn't you say that the, the coroner reported that it wasn't the cucurbin that actually caused the problem; it was a contaminant that was a part yeah. of the injection. Yeah. So, you know, double so hit, double hit on herbalism. And yeah, the secondary article did clear it up. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's no way the first people, the first article, the writer of that article would have known. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, but, yeah, exactly. But, this, but still. This ugh. comes back to what we talked about <clears throat> earlier or later, later mm-hmm. in 2017 was the clickbait. Yeah. That article was a clickbait article. That's mm-hmm. all that was That about. way that headline was written was for you to click on it, read and go, oh my God, turmeric's bad. Next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Done. Yeah. You're never going to see the same article written on the exact reason why that happened with that clickbait type of um, Mm -hmm. headline. Not going to happen. Because the other thing too is turmeric has been in the news for health benefits all in 2017. It's all this great thing. It's a great thing. So everyone's Mm -hmm. clicking on it, clicking on it. So this bad thing that happens, which is associated with turmeric, suddenly gets all this traction because of it's a the way it was written. Right. So that's another thing we have to watch out for is the way things are written to react, to get that reaction out of people because they won't take Candace said. Yeah, we need to be thinking critically. No one will follow that. (laughs) No no one's going to follow that up with that other article that's going to say, oh, this is actually what happened because it's out of everybody's site. It doesn't sell anymore. Yeah, Yeah, they did put a clickbait article title on the second article article saying, tumor didn't actually kill. They didn't do that. No, no. It was some tiny little. Turmeric is safe. That article was. And this is right. No, no, that, that, don't do that. Yeah. So. We well, have we have more. We have a couple more, more here. So, so the, go to the next one. The, the next quality. one is uh, from. We were noticed this one from a Leafly investigation, and yeah. the name of that article is "Top Washington Lab Inflates THC Numbers," and there's, um, oh man, Leafly. Leafly is a website and its job is to initially it was to talk about how great cannabis is and how it's healing. And they've been doing a lot more investigative reports uh, because, you know, the 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 um, 
money's on the table right now is we can investigate it. So someone needs to keep an eye on is, is this good uh, herbal product that's going out? Yeah. Is it good medicine? Is it good recreational? You know, is the data good? And so the one of the first places that they investigated for these labs is um, in the state of Washington, there was uh, one of the top labs and they were just releasing, uh, they were approving some of these herbs, the um, cannabis herbs, uh, some of them were high CBD, some high THC. And this particular one, they gave it five percentage points more THC consistently than it, the flower samples uh, for than its competitors. And they also were doing, um, later on in the article, you'll notice that they were checking out the um, whether it was contaminated or not, bacterial, you know, they do a whole like salmonella. And it was just really way under the bar uh, as, as compared to the industry standard as to whether it was acceptable or not. So they're, right. they're screwing with it is right. what they're so, doing. So for folks who don't live in a state that has recreational and or medical, or for folks who do, we don't have a federal regulation system for cannabis, the tests and all of that, the way the FDA does for drugs and that right. sort of thing. Yeah, there is, yeah there, we don't really have that. So what's developed is these independent testing labs. Right. And so you send your, your grower, you send your harvested, finished bud to them, and then they do the testing and give you specification sheet or certification sheets or whatever of what their testing results are. Mm -hmm. And then you can take that to market and sell it to the um, dispensatories or whomever it is. Mm -hmm. and, and then those dispensaries have that information so that when you, the buyer, walk in or Joe, the buyer, or whomever the buyer walks in and says, I want to get a cannabis strain for my such and such condition. And I want to focus on CBDs. I really don't want a lot of THC because mm -hmm. I want to be able to function well, but so I really get bipolar or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I want to be able to function well. Mm -hmm. What do you have? And the grower or the, the seller can say, well, I've got these four strains. This one has this much, that one has that much, that one has that much, and that one has that much. Mm -hmm. And here are the specifications saying that there is no molds or bacterias or other microbes or right. foreign matter, which is not cannabis bud in these samples. Right. right? So it's a it's how we've got a, a reasonable. Yeah. And it's how yeah. we can treat a, such a larger variety of conditions for people with chemo. They cannot have any mold. They're right. on chemo. Yes. They don't have the immune system to fight that off. So right. no no amount of salmonella is going to be awesome for them. So right. that's why it's so important just medicinally to show good medicine so you can help exactly. people like that. And exactly. it also it throws our data off. Right. You know, we're, exactly. we're right at the very edge right now of opening up this plant for good medicinal use as well as more responsible recreational use. And to screw with that data. That's it just it it's shameful. Yeah, it, at it, best it's shameful. It's I mean, like pissing in the pool. You know, yeah. you just ruined it for a whole bunch of other people. Same as we were talking about with the turmeric thing. Yeah. You know, now people are like, well, well see, cannabis isn't real good medicine. See, yeah. Yeah. look at this. These this wonderful analytical lab will even not even they're doing the right job. So how do we know what's out there? We don't because yeah. people like that are messing with it. It's another case where the plant gets blamed for for human error. For human error that's... And greed. Greedy. I will put, mo I will yeah. put money on uh, it being greed. I'll that's bet you anything much. you are right. Yeah. It is, it's, yeah, I was just going to say there's somebody was benefiting from a number bump. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I, I mean, on a, on a tangential thing, I guess we could say welcome California to the fraternity of states that now offer yes. recreational marijuana for sale. Oh, yes, California. that's true. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I mean... So that's interesting because now I'll be the entire West Coast is legal weed. I'll yep. be interested to see how California's mm. independent testing industry grows up because they have a tendency in California to be much more stringent about pretty much every type of regulation. So I'm guessing that their labs will probably be held to a higher standard than the other labs. Maybe. I'm mm. hoping. Because that will set the standard for everybody else. Like like you said, it's still a wild west, and yeah. since there's no governing body over it, no no way to check the checkers. Yeah, mm -hmm. then yeah. it's yeah, hard who watches to, the watchers. Yeah, it's hard right. to know. You know, we, you know, we can hope so. We, we can hope. We, we thought that you know this is a Washington lab, but mm -hmm. I'm not sure um, if if you have to as a grower in Oregon if you have to use state recommended labs from. 
you know, how they do it. And if, are those in state or does it matter the lab? They just have to meet certain criteria that the state of Oregon has said. Yeah. So, it's hard to say. There's a, well, there's certain labs that are approved and certain that aren't approved. And right. there's another article here that we want to mention real quick. And this is in the Willamette Week uh, by a writer named Camille Mortensen. And this came out in December 6th of 2017. This is a very recent one. And it happened right here in, in Eugene and Eugene, Oregon. What? So In our fair city? In our fair city. <laughs> Eugene Cannabis Testing Lab owner resigns after Antifa accuses her of neo-Nazi ties. She oh, tells God. Oregonian, I'm proud to be white. Uh, I want to point out to the listening audience that... Um, skin color is just skin color. It's not actually a heritage. It has nothing to do with how the cannabis has worked. And it's, and with the cannabis quality. Skin color has nothing to do with that. Right. (laughs) Bringing that in, um, that, that the original article was about that and how, you know, the neo-Nazi ties, which already makes people go, like, if you were to say, oh, all these people are involved with the mafia, you'd be like, Okay, that causes me to stress. They make good sausage, but I'm not sure if I want to go there again. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not with so much human meat in it. So in this particular case, having that neo-Nazi tie puts people at a little bit of a a concern. Uh, Naturally, there are people that don't want to sponsor that lab for other reasons. But what it did was open, now that some time has passed, open up the can of worms where people now realizing there were a lot of other concerns about this, yeah. the, this is something that um, Candace and Patrick and I had talked about before. Is that's just the tip of the iceberg? Yeah, they're not a huge surprise that being involved in a neo-Nazi organization would be uh, indicative of having other problems. Big shockeroo, <laughs> I understand, <laughs> but in fact, they had uh, really poor. Hiring practices they had, which well, led obviously, to, if they're if they're white if power, they're, if they're racist, yes, yeah. Yeah, um, that's going to be challenging. The yeah. way that they they dealt with their employees was bad. The way that they're doing their science was bad. It just like bad, bad, bad. The farther people are digging, the more it the just completely discredited that lab, which just is a shame. Really, so really so now it's closed down. Yeah. So yeah. did that lab have state? Um, certification. It did. Yep. So the, see, one that, of, that supposedly was, one of the best ones in Eugene. So now it just it throws shade. It colors the nightmare of what's supposed to be a well, you know, medicine for for right. people that and, are ill. But I think Sue, it's probably a result of um, so many um, dispensaries popping oh up, God. like mushrooms. Yes. So much demand. I mean, they're not. Maybe I kid the you state not, they're like every two do, blocks. Huh? They're every two blocks here. Yeah. Right. Well, maybe the state yeah. didn't do all the due diligence it said it was going to do because maybe this lab was one of the first ones out of the gate that was ready to go and mm-hmm. they needed to meet a deadline. That's exactly so, what happened. you know, now there's going to be a review of that and how did this happen? And now the next person or lab that's going to come up will probably be much more difficult as it should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And they'll complain about it, they'll, which we understand. I understand complaint. I don't like regulations either. However, when it endangers mm-hmm. people... It reminds me of a friend and I, we had a discussion when we were fishing and he got all upset because people couldn't do this and people couldn't do that on this lake anymore. And I said, well, they did for decades mm-hmm. and they never changed. And now we have these problems. Right. So finally they just said, no, you can't do it. So as much as you might be against the quote unquote nanny state, mm-hmm. it's a result of people doing dumb things and having dumb results. Now we have to step in. Someone yeah, has yeah. to step in and say, we can't allow this anymore because you obviously can't govern yourself. Right. And right. it's a ton of them. That's one of the other pe- mistake that people make. Like, well, it's just one or two. No, it's not. If it was just one or two, really, yeah. then it wouldn't be a problem. But it's person after person after person. One or two people may have got caught and we'd found out about them, but it continuously happens. Right. That's why yeah. you're supposed to play, work and play well with others. You're supposed to pay attention in kindergarten. But alas. <laughs> Whether or not this person is affiliated or had any idea or believed what they believed, I don't care. The end result is their lab didn't function at the level it was supposed to. It wasn't professional. There you go. Mm -hmm. So, what's the third one? Uh, Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of professional. (laughs) The next Uh, one was on Kratom. Right, which is the specific, you have a specific article? Yes. And here comes my glasses right on my face so I can actually see this. Does Kratom really kill? Officials aren't telling us the whole story. No, it doesn't. 
No. <laughs> no, it doesn't. You just ruined the ending for I'm us, sorry. Patrick. <laughs> I'm sorry. This, 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 is, this is what we talked about at the beginning when we were talking about um, mm-hmm. the Kukurum. Right. Yeah. Turmeric. This is a clickbait article if there ever was one. Yep. Yeah. So this and this was from HuffPost, which we don't if no, you've been no, a listener to our show, we often do not we, this, quote yeah. HuffPost articles. And there's a there's a reason for that. This particular article, this was by a person named Nick Wing. It came out December first of two thousand seventeen. And despite the weird clickbait uh title for it, it actually is a very good article. He um, spends a lot of time going into. Sh- he puts a, a, a link on there about how the its a link is a video link. The stakes are high as DEA reconsiders waging war on the herb kratom, and then he puts a lot of research that actually shows the particular places where a person was. Uh, they it was kratom fifteen kratom related deaths, quote unquote, in two thousand sixteen, and he shows very clearly. You know, yes, the person may have had kratom in their system, but that's not what killed them. It was probably the heroin or the cocaine or the amphetamines <laughs> or the benzodiazepines or the anti-convulsants or, you know, the list. And he's got the list of the things that the people people also had. Right. So the odds that the kratom is what killed the person when they also had um, synthetic and semi-synthetic opioids, which are all very strongly linked to and death. have killed millions of people. Yes. So, serious deaths. That, to say it's Kratom that killed him, I doubt. Okay, it's a, there, as does he. But there's a head. There's a word in that headline. Related. Uh huh. So I could write a headline: beef steak related death. And what ended up happening is they died of some other poisoning. Mm-hmm. But I put steak in there. Steak. The person because, had steak that day. Because they, yeah. So suddenly yeah. I have clickbait. Ooh, right. that's a thing because it's yep. related. I eat steak. I yeah. can die. So mm-hmm. in order, now I understand this person wants, they want traffic on their, right. their article. I'm they sure want to be right. read. Regulation. Right? They probably don't even read their own And online, since, right? and the way that the article is written is a very pro Kratom stance. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. at least pro-critical thinking about it. Yes. yes. Right. Let's, not, That's let's true. not vilify the least obvious or least Nor likely. Nor it. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. and, and it's the whole idea where it's Kratom related. So since Kratom is there, and we talked about this also, is that the Justice Department and the DEA are starting to build their evidence locker to um, to to make it illegal. Yeah, and man. this is one of the things that they'll do is they'll start pointing under these related deaths that they're going to find and right. then there's some yeah. coroner some coroner in in virginia no georgia georgia that says that he yeah. has found the first death and and it's been debunked yeah but yeah. he has a whole bunch of them so jeff sessions like oh see this guy in georgia he's found all this this mm-hmm. is happening this is, yeah. is we got to do something we got to do something well, and our our government has been really really good at pointing to the headlines that say what they want the people to believe, regardless of what the article may or may not have said or what the facts are. Mm-hmm. So The thing is, is they want to bend it around um, to take uh, information and interest away from the real issue of things that are causing way more deaths, which is opioids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, opioids this thing, this, this yeah. Kratom could help with that, mm-hmm. but no one's going to make any money on it. Right, 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 right. And it also, you know, the bigger issue is really the healthcare system that we have needs refinement. You know, pain control, any way you do it, it runs into trouble if you're just dealing with pain. Right. Instead of looking, if you've got sur- surgery, yes, clearly you need pain control. Otherwise, you'd be writhing around whilst you're right. surgery. Yes. We want to avoid that. Yeah. However, for the most part, people, you know, fentanyl is great when it comes to getting, uh, surgery that's a fabulous tool but people aren't dying of fentanyl on the operating table right that's not what that's not the opioid that's killing them right so that's clearly not the problem it's the way that we are isolating people we are keeping them away from health care we aren't handling the problems that are actually that are actually giving them trouble and so we're just saying well you don't want to feel that up. pain Let's here just cover it up don't yeah. don't feel the pain don't right. solve it don't solve it. Just don't feel the pain. That's the solution that you need. And that's a very shallow, unprofessional, and deadly way of handling it. And that's that's a cultural problem. And I know nobody likes fixing cultural problems. And there ain't no herb for that. But, but time you know, has it, come. But it wasn't always like that. I mean, um, 
people with you know, with the chronic pain sufferers, um, my father included, for many for decades, they wouldn't prescribe that. Mm-hmm. They refused to prescribe. It was only it. in the last yeah. twenty five years that they decided, oh, we're just gonna we can we can mask the pain now. Yeah, you can have the life you want. Well, and, and when, you're not going to feel it. When that mm-hmm. happened originally, it was because they were noticing that with some types of conditions, no matter what they did, they could not heal the condition. Right. So they reached a point where medical science was incapable of solving the root cause, and they realized that they accepted it, and so they said, "Okay, well, since I can't solve the root cause, at least I can help make the life you have a little bit less painful." Right, right. which and is that's great. The appropriate use of pain. Yeah, really. and we're yeah. talking what half a percent of all you yes. know things, but and now it got it's to the point everybody. where everybody yeah. needs to. Well, now it's are pulling it back, which they should. Yeah, but the VA was a massive prescriber of opioids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, my dad's in that system. And I mean, his cabinet, I mean, if I oh. wanted to settle and retire in Havana or wherever, hey. uh-huh. just go into his medicine cabinet and well, Which you want, listeners, things. make sure you know that this will not happen. We're just speculating as a, a way yeah. that just like, <laughs> well, right. I don't they, want to knock on the door here, Patrick. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want him pulled. getting a knock on the door either. But he doesn't have that anymore. Yeah. Right. Because they've pulled it back. It's not the it's not the first course of of treatment anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they've they've taken that back from from what he's what they've been prescribing to do other things. Yep. You know, he's had an opportunity to be on some trials that have actually done amazing things that are not opioids. There are other things. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the keys the medical science hasn't been doing as well as they could have is constantly revisiting the question of whether this individual's problem can be solved with current medical science because there's stuff coming out every year. There's changes every year. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe two years ago you couldn't solve the root problem, but today you might be able to solve the root problem. Some of Keep the revisiting. doctors aren't very good at keeping up with that. However, mm-hmm. with the CME load that they have, which is the uh, – you have to have a certain amount of medical education every year. Right. Yeah. And that is hot topic. It yeah. is a hot topic for mm-hmm. um, doctors, uh-huh. particularly people in the VA. So that's, yeah. it, look for it to be changing. And yeah. we, but we as a culture have to embrace that because yeah. we've got people that have antiquated ideas of, I go to the doctor and I want pain control. That's what I want. Right. And we have to fix that on our own. We can't expect someone to fix that for us. So it's a very complex issue. It is. I think my biggest concern that's brought up by this article is the idea that they're trying to outlaw Kratom. Yep. And that is actually a very valuable herb. Yes, it is. I don't personally think it should be used as a recreational herb, but I think it should be available at that level so that the people who truly need it can actually use it Mm -hmm. and afford it. Yep. Because it's, you know, when it's still, when it's not when it's not made illegal, then people who don't have a lot of money or don't have insurance or who really just don't want to be on opioids mm-hmm. can give it a try. And it's got a good track record of helping a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And it is a good track record of helping people get off of opioids Absolutely. and not necessarily get off and then do Kratom forever. It's, you know, some, that might be what some people do, but there are a significant number of people who get off of the opioids using Kratom, then they are able to get off the Kratom and then they have no pain and no problem right. and they're good. Yeah. You know, that's, we need these drugs. I don't want them to do what they did with the Fedra. You know, that was a Oh, shame. that was ridiculous. The right. Way they and used that's, that, which is, it's the which, reactionary. It's easy to outlaw something than, yeah. than it is to, to work with it to figure out what you can do. It's Just, it's easy to approach. hit a switch. Yeah. So, so for fa- folks who don't know about a Fedra, Let's do the quick. Okay. Uh, so, happened. and before we leave this real quick, uh, remind Wait. people we on our uh, show notes page we have a link for Michael Tierra's Kratom YouTube video. So yeah. You go to our go to our website, click on the show one nineteen, and then you'll see in resources we mentioned the YouTube link. For yeah, that. he does a wonderful webinar on use of Kratom, how uh-huh. to do it, when to do it. Yep. You know. And so one more it. thing before we leave. Okay. There have <laughs> been deaths associated with Kratom. But it has done. Uh, it has dealt with the way that, crit- that it was blended and adjuncts were used. There were adulterants. There were adulterants. So it wasn't necessarily the gratin. It was, it was the, the thing inside of or, it. Yeah, one of them was specifically detura, okay. which will yeah. cause so, problems. Yeah. If you're going to use gratin, you need to get a good source of it. 
Yes. And not yes. everything online is a good source. Yeah. And so, Michael does offer some ideas yes. of sources yes. in that webinar. And there's some people that call in with other sources as well because yeah. it's still one of those things where getting getting it and getting it in getting good quality um, product is important and having those things vetted out is important as well. So yeah, yeah he has okay. those things on there. So, so quick, no, the ephedra thing. Mm-hmm. Very, the two okay, seconds. So um, there was a baseball player that um, took a lot of ephedra. Ephedra is normally used for helping people with asthma and it kind of speeds the system a bit, um, which is uh, very valuable for uh, traditional Chinese medicine practitioners. However, he was taking it to, as a performance enhancer to yes. get them all cranked up and um, it killed him. He took, I, I uh, can't remember exactly how many of the milligrams were, but it was like uh, 300 times the amount that he should have. Yeah. It and was a so huge sum. They, shocking. Uh, Congress responded very quickly and just outlawed it. The only people that can use it now. And this is the specific uh, uh, Fedra sinensis, I do believe it is. I, I can't recall exactly which one it is, but it's one specific species. There are other ephedra species. There's one that's native, green ephedra, that's native to the United States of America, which is still legal. But that particular species is illegal to use unless you're a traditional Chinese medicine practitioner. And then you have to have a, your um, licensing and you have to go through specific herbal um, apothecaries and prove your licensing and all that to be able to access that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So... And that's a shame because it was a low-cost way for herbalists to help when blended properly to help folks who have asthma. Yep. And People that, have killed themselves know. using too much Tylenol. Tylenol is still legal. Exactly. Right? <laughs> alcohol. Alcohol. Same thing. People right. Oh, God, all the OD time. OD on that yeah. daily, honestly. Yeah. One of the country. scariest things to try to break an addiction of is alcohol. Right, right. I mean, I, I, this is what I do at my clinic. Right. I, I can – I and my team – team in the at the clinic are it's easier for us to help someone get off of meth than right. it is to get off of alcohol yeah so alcohol is legal with some minor minor restrictions right i mean age yeah age that's the only <laughs> restriction but you know ephedra is a valuable medicine that has been lost to us in this country because of one person doing something really really stupid yep making the headlines making the splash clickbait headlines yeah. and that's the only thing that People are paying attention to, and then it becomes an outlaw product. So we, I don't want to see this happen again. None of us want to yeah. see this happen again. So for 2018, I think we as herbalists need to really be watching the media and mm-hmm. watching the, the politics around it and yep. making sure that we don't lose our rights. Yep. And if you're spreading something on Facebook, make sure it read the article first before sharing it. You know, make yeah. sure it's a rep- reputable source. There are some great articles out there. We've quoted a ton of them on this show. We've also critiqued some really bad ones on this show. (laughs) But do your research, please. Pretend that herbs are important enough that their cause needs to be rallied. They don't speak for themselves. We have to speak for them. Yes, definitely. So the last thing I wanted to make sure we took a quick look at is, because I've been thinking about this, what was some of your favorite interviews from this last year? Because we had a whole bunch of awesome interviews. Uh, I, I, I know real quick. So I enjoyed Thomas Easley interview. I, I mean, God, I loved them all. Of course, Yaakov, uh, Dr. Bill, Dr. Bill. He was He's, delightful. I like playing favorites. I, I enjoyed like talking favorites. with Rosalie a lot. Rosalie I was really, really sweet. enjoyed her. Yeah. I loved our fun. one-on-one show. That was fun. Wasn't yes. it? Yes. <laughs> Cause we just rattled through all these questions, kind of put them in a clump and then, we just said there were other people did the work. So it was like the laziest show we've ever produced. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Thank you, Wendy yeah. Hansel. And- yes. That was awesome. Yeah. Did, we, Rebecca, did we air yeah. the Sanchez interview yet? Yes. Yes, we Sanchez. did one, Christina. She yeah, just yes. has so much energy. She is fun. Yeah, I love so her. I, I think it was, she was real, it was recent, so she sticks into my my. Yeah. Yeah, her in the desert sage, Yerba Mansa. Well, just Sue's, just shoot Sue's um, facial expression when she said "steam her yoni." Oh, that was was hilarious! Priceless. That was hilarious. (laughs) Even now, even now, Sue, Sue. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a. It's 
Yeah. You all want to listen to that show to learn a little bit more about the Uh, Yoddish people really profit from that. They really enjoy it. And I will point out that putting steam on delicate tissue can have some bad repercussions, which I have personally helped people recover from. So that's... Well, it's not like she's using a steam wand off an espresso machine. Yeah. Whatever. The, I, I, I don't think it's a user-friendly story or two for me to share on this podcast, but I will just say, please use That's caution. That's a tough one for you. Yep. Yeah. But if it's hot, if the water's hot enough to to give off steam. Just be cautious. It's hot yep. enough to burn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Correct. Right. Yep. And no one likes to get burned. Right. So, no one anyway. does. So, yeah, I, I uh, just, mm-hmm. that was uh, a colorful That was really funny. So. Yep. Yeah. Yes, they laugh at me here. Yes. <laughs> well, no, you are rather, just, you are rather expressive. Yes, you do. Just, she just dropped that like everybody does it, and your face uh-huh. just was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it is a, a lot of people do enjoy it. They do. They find it to be health, healthful. They helpful. find it to be healthful. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yes, there, we've had some great interviews. I yeah. really have enjoyed 2017. And go ahead and look at our website, folks. If you're not a subscriber, please subscribe mm-hmm. where we just click on there and you can catch them. But um, also remember, you can listen to every single one we have ever produced just by being yeah. an Herbal Nerd Society member. And there's some silliness on some of those. <laughs> <laughs> the Pooh Show. The Pooh Show. That was a 2016, I Yeah, believe. that's so long ago. Yeah. But y'all want to get in on the poo show. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, dig into that old poo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. Okay, you're so, the dog. So here it is. Okay. So here it is. With that, put an herb on it. Put, put an herb on it. The statements made about herbs and products on this podcast have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration, FDA. They're not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All information provided on this podcast or any affiliated websites is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other healthcare professional. You should not use the information on this podcast and its affiliated websites for a diagnosis or treatment of any health problem. Always consult with healthcare professional before starting any new vitamins, supplements, diet, or exercise program before taking any medication. Or if you have or suspect you might have a health problem, any testimonials, questions, or case studies are based on individual results and do not constitute a guarantee that you will achieve the same results.